Welcome to the Nebraska Hawks. These guys are brave. They're Hawkeyes living in enemy territory. Listen, these guys are way past their point. But they're still Hawkeyes. They're spreading the Hawkeye hype to all of Nebraska. The Frost Advisory is canceled! Corn Huskers? More like Corn Suckers. Are you ready for this podcast? Let's go Hawks! All right, welcome back to the Nebraska Hawks Nest. Make sure you take a little bit of time out of your busy, busy day. Hit the like and subscribe button because Jerry and I's number one goal in life is to be the number one podcast in all of Nebraska. How cool would it be the Hawkeye podcast to be the number one in all of, all of Nebraska? I mean, I think that's pretty legit. Some would say we have no life, so yeah. I think all would say that. But uh, today we are joined by former Iowa Hawkeye football kid, captain, the stud himself, Parker Crest. How's it going, man? <laughs> it's going good. Uh, I'm excited to be on. I'm ready to talk. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. We are honored to have you. Um, I know Jerry is super excited to have you on. Um, <laughs> we really just want to talk about um, your initial experience Um going on with um, becoming kid captain and going to Kinnick Stadium. We want to start with that a little bit. Um, and then maybe, you know, Jerry, come in. We'll talk about your diagnosis and how everything went with that. But first, walk us through your experience as kid captain. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, that day. So that was actually my uh, 16th birthday. Uh, the day we went up there, September 10th. I think it's nice, it was 20. Nice, nice present. Yeah, it was a crazy present. Um, I mean, I, I grew up a Hawkeye fan my whole life. Um, I've been to a lot of Hawkeye games. So actually leading up and then like meeting the players, you know, going to the locker room, meeting everybody, it was like, wow. And then, uh, you know, getting onto that field and then just seeing the action, because I've been in the stadium, but like when it's empty and, you know, doing other stuff, but yeah. like going out onto the field and the crowds packed and, you know, they called my name and, you know, everyone cheered for me. And I was like, oh, like I felt like a star. I felt like I was about to go out there and play Iowa State. That's another thing. They were playing Iowa State, so that was oh, a big game too. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I forgot to mention that for it. We smoked them too, so, yeah. Oh, very good. nice. Yeah, that was but that 16 yeah. game, like 42 to It was like 42. Seven. Yeah, it was something Never crazy like that. I brought so, one of my friends with me who's Iowa State fan, too, so I got to rub it in. <laughs> we need to have oh, you be like man. the honorary captain again this year so we can smoke him again. <laughs> That's what I was saying. I'll go well, every game. <laughs> it, it, it's in Ames. That might be a little tough to do. They might not let you in if they know that. Yeah. But uh, I'll break yeah. you. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, I, as Adam said, I'm thrilled to have you on, Parker. Anybody that's been following you on social media, you know, it's you're an amazing story. And we'll get into a lot of those details as we move forward. So, but Thank anyway, you. you know, take us through that day part. You know, we see a lot of high level things on that, on being a kid's captain. Like, tell us about, you know, from morning till night. I mean, take us through that day and just what all it involves. So, yeah, I mean, it was just a long day in general. Um, in the morning, we had a 5K charity thing. So we were up at like 7 a.m., 6 a.m., really early in the morning. We finished that and then we, you know, kind of got ready, packed up the car and uh, drove up to Iowa City. And then once we got to Iowa City, we kind of we parked at the stadium. We kind of just hung out for a little bit. I don't remember exactly what time we had to like be there and stuff, but I know we had time beforehand to kind of, you know, just hang out in the parking lot, kind of tailgate, you know, stuff like that. And then once time came, we just went in and then we met them by like the locker room when. I went in the locker room and as all the players ran out, I like was high-fiving them and stuff <laughs> and seeing them all hyped and stuff was really cool to see. Um, and prior, a few weeks prior to that, I got to meet all of them in like the locker room before that. So seeing all of them actually dressed up and going was cool. And then they walked me out there with my family. It was my mom my and my stepdad. And then I got to bring one uh, medical care worker with me and I brought my, uh, my surgeon, his name's Dr. Miller. He's a really cool dude. So I brought him out there with me. Cool. And yep, they came and there's someone else they introduced to. They did like another honorary captain. He was a used to be a player. Mm-hmm. I can't remember who it was now. I got a horrible memory. Um so yeah, they introduced us oh. and then the whole crowd went crazy and it's just a really cool experience. So well, you had, nothing, match it. You, had, you had nothing going on. I can't understand why you might not remember <laughs> anything. That, yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was a busy day. That was a, it was a good day, though. Yeah. So take day. us through growing up before your diagnosis. I mean, what kind of a kid were you? What, you know, who were your teams? What were your interests? I mean, you know, kind of t- tell us about how it was growing up for you. Yeah. So I mean, growing up, I wasn't really into sports until I was like five, six years old. Um, but then I really got into sports. Um, I was outside all the time. I was Football was like my favorite sport. I was outside playing catch with my friends every day. Um, I grew up uh, a fan, um, but we moved to Wisconsin for a little bit. So we were in Wisconsin territory while I first became an Iowa fan. And that's when Wisconsin was really good. So those games got really intense. And so, yeah, growing up, always a Hawkeye fan, anything, basketball, football, loved every sport. And then, yeah, yeah, so, you know, my experience with all the Hawkeyes has just been really like a childhood dream. Coming. So, Parker, uh, take, take a minute real quick and walk us through um, your diagnosis when you found that you had that lump in your ankle and found out that it was a Ewing's, uh, I believe, Ewing's carcinoma or sarcoma. Sarcoma. And, yeah, sarcoma. And, uh you know, what, what, what ran through your head? How, how did that, you know, whole process go and, you know, tell us what it was like going through all of that. Yeah. So, uh, leading up to my diagnosis was weird. So we thought it was in my ankle. Uh, that's where I was having the pain. It's where we were doing all the x-rays and all the doctors were looking at. And that's why it took us a while to find it because that's not where it was. It was in my, uh, actually my tibia, my right tibia. Okay. So one night we went to the emergency room and you know same ongoing problems i've been having for quite a while my mom was like we're getting to the bottom of this we're not leaving until we find it and they finally decided to just mri my whole leg and they found that spot and i think they actually found the sarcoma through a what's it uh, what they do for pregnant women um ultrasound 
Okay. They found, yep. Yeah. They, they found it through that. And then right after this, they, they told us and my initial reaction was I was 13 at the time. And I just started crying. Um, I only really started crying though. Cause not cause I knew what it was, but my grandma who's actually an oncology nurse started explaining it to us. And I just heard the word cancer. And at that age, you don't know much about it besides that, you know, you have older family members that die to it. It's the only thing I associated with cancer was death. So I thought I was going to die. But then, um, mm. yeah, but then I kind of got, I got out of that mindset pretty fast. As soon as we reached Iowa city, the nurses and the doctors made me feel confident. And as soon as we were up there, I was like, let's go. I'm ready. I'll beat this. I'm not worried about anything. I'm not going to die. And so, it, and then I started chemo and it's just a long process after that. Yeah, that's unbelievable. I was looking at your other blog that your mom wrote on your website. And oh, I mean, yeah. chemo looks like it took almost a year from December to December, 15 to 16. Is that correct? Or yeah, that's correct. Yeah. What, what a long year that had to be. Um, yeah, I mean, we were in the hospital. So chemo was five days on in a row. And then you had two weeks off. And then you had an outpatient stay. And then you were back the next week for another five days. So you were there for basically a week at a time every two weeks. And that, that affects everybody differently, generally not great. How how hard was it going through chemo? Uh, chemo on me was especially tough. Um, I was on a lot of Benadryl just, uh, just to keep me from not throwing up. If I wasn't on it, if I ate or even drank anything, it was coming up. Yeah. And so, yeah, I would sleep probably over 12 hours a day. I would just sleep through the day because that's the only way they could keep me digesting food. Cause that's another big thing on chemo is you lose so much weight because of your throwing up and being sick that anything you do eat, they want you to keep down. So just basically put me to sleep the whole day is what they did. Okay. Yeah. Now, I had a, um, obviously not a comparable situation <laughs> but on a much larger or smaller scale. Um, I, uh, had to, had, had a major pain in my left side when I was probably, I believe it was in third grade and they could not figure out what was wrong with me. And they did the same thing as you, they did a scan on me and found that I had a block between my kidney and my bladder. And so then I was going to have to have surgery and you're, you're a little kid like that. And you hear yeah. surgery, can't something like that. You freak out and you're yeah. scared to death. And so I was, you know, I'm feeling sorry for myself and I'm scared to death. <laughs> and I go to blank children's hospital and uh, the floor I was supposed to go on is completely full and I can't be on there. So I had to go up and be on the floor with all the kids that were getting cancer treatments. Yeah. And I was like, right away, talk about getting perspective for yeah. a kid that's getting ready to have cancer or getting ready to have kidney surgery. And then I see all these kids battling for their life. And I was like, all right, well, that's, that's a God thing right there telling me to <laughs> figure, figure it out, man. You don't got it that bad. You got a little problem, yep. a little bump in the road. These kids are fighting for their life. And from that point on, just to see those kids, I can't tell you the immense amount of respect I have for you and for all those kids that, Thank you. you know, battle through that. It's because it, it is yeah. a tough, tough journey. No, I understand. You and I get humbled a lot because I think I have it bad, but then I'll see kids that have it worse than me. And it's kind of like perspective, no matter what situation you're in. Yeah. You know, and as kind of what you're talking to, Parker, when you're first, you know, it's the unknowns to create anxiety in life. You know, that's what causes us to get. The, and you talked about the hospital, the hospital staff making you feel more comfortable. What was it yeah. about the children's hospital? What was it about that that they that made you feel so much better or at least gave you comfort with what you yeah. were going through? So, I mean, they just feel like a family. Like, 
they don't like they just talk to you like you're a person and not that mm-hmm. you're like this medical experiment kind of thing they 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 actually seem like they care and that's a big thing and you know they go above and beyond to show that they care with the stuff they do they'll do anything for you really so i mean yeah just from day one they make you comfortable and that's a huge thing and then you just grow closer and closer to them as it goes on as they show you how much they care that they they want to see you survive and you know they they look at you as more than just a patient Parker, I wanted to ask you, too, about, you know, in most of our opinions, the greatest tradition in college football, the wave. Um, We can tell you how much it affects us and how much it means to us as fans and how it touches us. But for those kids that are in that hospital that are up there and we know that you weren't up there during that time when that was happening, you were kind of already um, had moved on. But you could give us a better perspective than just about anybody, but what, what, what does it do for those kids sitting up in in that hospital, being able to see all the fans and the players wave up at them? Yeah. I mean, yeah, like you said, I never really got to experience it, but I did get experience being in the hospital and how boring it is and how, you know, it can just drain you. So when you have something to look forward to that, you know, every, every Saturday that they're playing a home game, you get to go up to that 12th floor and you get to look in that, awesome Kinnick stadium and you get to see everybody the players all the fans get like waving at you showing that hey you're not alone uh you got all of these people behind you it doesn't matter what you're going through or how bad it is that you can get through it because you have a community behind you and that's another big thing for uh for me it helped to having a community around me we built a good small community around uh just the area and i mean it goes I mean, there are people in Germany who know me and it's like, it's just, you know, it grows. So, you know, these little kids that are scared for their lives and are fighting harder and harder every day to see these people showing that they care. And I mean, football players too. That's a big thing. You see these football players doing that. It gives these kids hope. Sure. So, you know, kind of taking the story on a little bit further than Parker, you, uh, so you go through the chemotherapy and uh, on your mom's blog, kind of a little fun, fun inside story, I guess, to make to, you know, with what situation, but you named your tumor according to Tell us about the name name and where that name came from. uh, Why why did you pick that name? I'm interested to know. Leonardo, I don't know what it is, but at the time, you know, it it sounded like an evil name. I don't know. It sounded like a villain's name. Leonardo, just this villain. And, you know, it was just go beat Leonardo. There's no really like story, but it just sounded like an evil, cool name to me. So I was like, (laughs) yeah. Well, they have Leonardo. Yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, so taking it on, you know, you uh, you went through this year long of chemotherapy, and I feel like, I mean, that in itself is just. But then you developed an infection after that, and then kind of take us through the through what happened after that. Yeah, so uh, we had originally scan, uh, scan. We had originally scheduled uh, surgery to remove my leg because of the infection, and then uh, it was like a month or two go by, and. The surgery was literally like the next week and I had kind of noticed that my uh, infection site had stopped draining. So I kind of told my mom that it was weird that it stopped draining. So we went back up to the hospital and my doctor said there was no signs of infection. That we didn't have to schedule surgery and everything could look good. And then I started to do good for a while. I was really, I, I was reaching a point in physical therapy where I was feeling like a kid again. Like I was, was getting really close to being able to run full fully and you know actually exercise and stuff and then one day one morning i woke up 
I took a step on that leg and I fell straight to the ground. And it, it was just a shooting pain through my leg. We went back up to Iowa City and the infection had returned. Mm-hmm. So we scheduled the amputation again and then I got it. But honestly, it's one of those things. It's a blessing in disguise. I was really down when I still had my leg just because I wasn't able to do what I wanted to do. Because, mm-hmm. you know, like I said, I'm really into sports and, you know, all that stuff. And I wasn't able to do that. So getting my leg cut off kind of sent me on this new chapter where it's like, hey, there are people out there who have prosthetics and are still, you know, you got a Paralympians, you got all that stuff. And it's kind of just this turning of the page of maybe I can actually be a kid again. Tell me how you got that awesome prosthetic. Cause I saw some video and you got like a Hawkeye theme. Yeah. Like, if I ever had to have one, that's the <laughs> one I want. And, and, and when you end the story, you got to tell about the basketball game that kind of the uh, shot, I don't want to oh, tell yeah. it. That's your yeah, story, but yeah. I, the story about how you got it is great. And then tell us about the, how that culminated with that game. Yeah. So I actually, uh, before I got it amputated, I had, I went through like an eight month period where I had to wear a cast and it got changed periodically and I got a Hawkeye cast okay. and that, that's kind of what blew me up around the, uh, the Hawkeye scene was everyone saw this cast and they were like, Oh, this kid's a huge Iowa fan. And I was, and I still am. But when you make your prosthetic, um, you can, you can, uh, the part you put on here, I can actually pull up my prosthetic now. Um, <laughs> I just pull on my leg. This part right here. You think? So we went with that Iowa pattern. And yeah, so I had that leg for, I think, a year and a half. And yeah, so that was just a cool leg to have. Parker, you lagged right there. Can you pull that back up and show our fan, our, our audience again? Yeah. The so yeah, this is Oh, do you want? I could go grab it really quick. Oh, no, no, no. That's okay. I thought okay. you were saying there was a Hawkeye pattern on that leg. So. Oh, no. This, this is okay. a new one. I got a new one. The other one's okay. in the basement. You know, just my collection of legs I have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I would too. You got to keep it styled and profile. <laughs> yeah. You, know? yeah. you, know, you got to play the, play the hand you're dealt. So yeah. I, I, I want to shift to like a little bit more of um, a modern uh, approach on how things are going right now. Dude, you're freaking ripped. And just get in the gym. <laughs> You know, two chubby guys like Jerry and I, you know, we want to know how we can get in shape like you. Walk us through your inspiration, like physical fitness and getting in such great shape. Yeah. So, I mean, for I like I've always been into sports and getting out of high school. Well, yeah, I played basketball in my sophomore year of high school and kind of going into junior year, though. I wasn't able to play like I loved playing sports, but, you know, having a leg is still limited in a way. And um, so I wanted to find something that I wasn't really limited at. Okay. So I, I did a bunch of searching. Basketball wasn't it for me. Even though I love basketball, I love playing it, but that wasn't it for me. So I tried all these different stuff. And what I've really found works for me is bodybuilding. Um, I love lifting weights. It released so much stress for me, anger, stuff like that. So that's become my passion is lifting weights. Um, another passion of mine is actually uh, jujitsu. I love stuff like that too. Nice. Um, I've gone, uh, been to a few boxing classes, stuff like that. So, you know, that's kind of my way of dealing with life is through like physical things like lifting, all that stuff. And that's just kind of how I've found my passion and how I deal with my stress. So I'm going to pull up some images here that are going to make us all feel real bad about ourselves. (laughs) That's insane, man. Like (laughs) That's ridiculous. I don't think at any point in my life did I ever look like that. And then we got this too. It's like, all right, like. 
<laughs> you got to be kidding me, dude. Like that, that is, uh, and then I love, this is my favorite picture right here. Yeah. Like, that's a, yeah, that's, that just puts in perspective. That's a good picture. Yeah. Right is, that, dude, is that your Hawkeye leg then Parker? Yeah. Yeah. There's my Hawkeye leg. <laughs> okay. Dude, like you look so badass on the right. Like it's just like you conquered the mountain. Like, it's, yeah, I love that. The girl who took those photos did a phenomenal job. Yeah. So anybody that's listening on podcast, jump on the, the YouTube channel and check these pictures out, or you go to Parker's website, I'm sure too, and, and look at them, but there's some pretty inspirational pictures. <laughs> Thank so, you, man. So uh, Parker, going back then to, because I so rudely interrupted you answering my own question, but anyway, oh, yeah. um, you had a great story though, because you had that uh, prosthetic, the, what I would call a standard prosthetic, but you came in to play basketball and do oh, be more athletic. Yeah. You ended up with a blade, but I, the background on how you came into that, and then again, tell that story about the basketball game. Yeah, so I, when I first originally started playing basketball, I was doing it with that regular prosthetic. I think it was the Hawkeye one, too. I'm not, I think it was still that one. Maybe. I, I, I'm not sure. I can't remember. Um, but, yeah, so but that thing, it's heavy. Um, the part that, you know, here, I can give another photo reference. This part right here, uh -huh. um, this part's heavy. It's the part that actually, like, moves. Okay. And that part's really heavy. So, like, when you run with it, it's like running with a brick attached to your foot. It just oh, sends strength down. And so we know someone in this area who, who know like knows the people down in Florida who make prosthetics. And um, so that guy flew us down there. Really cool dude. He lives in Florida, and fl they have this really cool place in Orlando that makes prosthetics. And so they had the blade, um, you know, the ones that like Paralympians mm -hmm. use. So yeah. a former Paralympian, they never told me who, but um donated that bottom part, the actual blade part. So then I went and got molded for the top part. The cast actually goes on the leg and the guy who flew me down there paid for everything. He uh, paid for our expenses, uh, traveling and paid for the leg and donated it to me as well. So that process is really cool. Meeting some really cool people doing that and getting to go to Florida and seeing there was the a make the legs too. It was crazy. There was a professional golf angle to that as well, wasn't there, on one of the stories yeah, I say? Yeah, so they do a amputee golf outing down there. So that's kind of where his um, his brother's amputee, and that's kind of where he found me and wanted to do something for me because he knows what it's like. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, they have an amputee golf outing every year down there, and they, I also played in that. And, but I'm horrible at golf, so we have to talk <laughs> about that. <laughs> yeah, I, su I suck too. I'm terrible. I'm there to be out. I'm, I'm there to be outside and have a beer. Yep. That's yeah, I, I agree. So then, uh, so then it culminates so, with the basketball yeah, game. Uh, I think we lost him there for a second. Parker, are you there, Dan? Oh, he glitched out on us a little bit here. Yeah. There he is. There you are. Sorry about that. Internet. No, no worries. <laughs> so yeah, we're, so anyway, after you yeah, have the golf golf. So I went to the golf outing and then I, I played a little bit, but then we had to leave actually that same day. So I left during the golf outing. We flew back home and I had like a week to practice on that blade. And uh, I got pretty, I got pretty good at it uh, pretty fast. Um, it's way different. That thing is crazy. It's like running with a pogo stick. It just shoots you forward. It's just, it's crazy. So, and I got to practice with a little bit. It was, yeah, it was way different. So coming into that game, I felt so good because I was actually, you know, I was pretty fast too for, you know, just getting that thing. Yeah. And like the way I was able to move on the court just felt way better. 
and yeah, so then I, you know, I eventually hit that uh, game ending shot, came in, hit that game ending shot for the season. And that was just a great moment with my friends and teammates that I made on that team. You know, if you watch the YouTube video, mm -hmm. um, you can see we all just jump in on each other. We're all just celebrating, having a good time. And that was such a good night too. Yeah. Was it, was um, it difficult to learn how to dribble down the court and run with that blade at the same time? Oh it, yeah. Because you're concentrating so much on you know, the pro like the process of running with that leg is you kind of shoot, shoot your leg out and then you had to like force it down to really get it to spring. So, okay. you know, concentrating on that and also while dribbling basketball, yeah, it's kind of like just hand it off to the point guard and I'll run. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, again, number one, go out to the YouTube video, look up Parker Cress, and uh, you see, you'll find the video out there. Yeah. It was amazing. And uh, you, 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 uh, you're too humble because number one, they said that you outraced a lot of your teammates down the floor on the news. <laughs> And then number yeah. two is you passed you passed it first. You threw a cross court, then they had to work it back around the uh, circle back to you before you take the shot. So they always wanted me to score. I'm a I'm a pass first kind of guy. I was like, oh, <laughs> <the> man. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, let's. Uh, so I mean, these you know. So go back then to your time at Iowa. You know, you talked about being the kid captain, um, kids day. Um, I'm going to see here. I got a photo here. I want to show of you on, uh, we, it's, I found it online on the kids, uh, kids day that you were over there. Just one second here. And Jerry too, while you're pulling that up, I can pull up some sweet, uh, some, uh, sweet videos here. Oh, we got it. Here it is. <laughs> Boom. Look at the oh, grin. Look at good. the grin on that face when you're getting Trip's autograph. That is just incredible. I told Adam we had to figure out a way to include that. Yeah. So he's such I mean, a cool guy. I mean, he, he like he knows me and my mom on the first name. Like, like I forget. We went a while without seeing him. Then we went up to. Um, it was actually with Brett Greenwood. Um, his physical therapist Matt Rokes is. Uh, mm -hmm. He's a uh, my ther he was my physical therapist too. So we actually went up and watched Brett have a physical therapy session and Kurt was up there too. And we haven't seen him. Like, I don't think we had saw him since the kid captain game. And he came up and he was like, you know, my mom's name is Kristen. And he's like, Oh, Kristen's good to see you again. Oh, Parker's good to see you. And we're like, how does he know our name? <laughs> like, he's just a cool down to earth guy. I've That's, heard that about him. I've heard he's got a great memory for people and names and I've, and yeah. people have other stories like that, but that, that isn't, but I mean, how cool was that kids day then? I mean, getting to have that experience and what, and what all was involved in that. So yeah, the kids day was kind of um, all the kid captains for that season because they have one for every home game. I think they do. They might, I don't know if they do away games, but so yeah, every kid captain that year uh, goes there. Um, you get your Jersey and then you just, you get to walk around the stadium, see everything, and then you get to meet the players in the locker room. And that's really cool. Um, that was my first time, like, meeting all the players. I kind of know some of the players that came up to visit me individually before that, but then I actually got to meet the whole team that day, and that was really cool. And it was also – it was just really cool seeing them interact with all the other kids. Um, you know, I was there for my own reasons, and they were there for their own reasons, so it was kind of cool seeing them, you know, how humble and down to earth they really are. You know, they weren't acting like they were too good for anybody or anything. They were just having a good time with kids. You know, some of them were younger and they were playing with them, throwing them over their shoulder and stuff. And it was, it was really cool to see. All right, Jerry, hold on to your seat because I'm about <laughs> to in inject you with some motivation right now. We got a video we're going to pull up, so get ready. Thank 
He's in there putting in the work with his buddies are talking about doctors making a lot of money. I was laughing at that. What are they talking about? <laughs> I tell you what, I can't even get out of the couch to go get another beer, let alone try to lift that kind of weight. And the way you're doing it, man, that's a, that is incredibly impressive. So. Hey, thanks, man. I try. <laughs> but so oh, go ahead, Em. Uh, I was going to ask you, so if you had to go, and I like to ask these weird hypothetical questions. I always do, so I'm kind of known for this. So you have an opportunity to get front row seats, okay, to either Iowa men's basketball, Iowa women's basketball, Iowa wrestling, Iowa football, at Kinnick, volleyball, baseball. W you got to pick one. What are you picking? Ooh. You're making me choose sides here. That's kind of unfair. <laughs> I know some of these guys. They might not be happy with me. <laughs> um, I'd probably have to say football. I just yeah. – I love I love Kinnick. It's so cool. And, you know, the crowd's crazy there. And now they're selling alcohol there, so it's going to be crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I just – I love the vibe of Kinnick. I, football games are so cool to me. I think as a sport, I like basketball more, but I just enjoy – I enjoy watching the football games. Parker, how old are you now? Uh, I am 19. So you're not drinking any beer and kidding. Come on, man. <laughs> not, not, yet. not yet. Soon. He's just there to watch the rest of us make fools out of ourselves. He's going to go up to the Bud Light stand and be like, hey, I was the kid captain. <laughs> you have to sell it to me now. Yeah. So, so Parker, we, you know, we talked about the fact that the wave had not come along quite yet when you were there. But tell us about when the players come to visit. I mean, that that in itself, I mean, had to give you – a lot of things, you know, who are some of the players you got the closest to when you were there and who are some of the players you still keep in contact quite a bit with? Yeah. So, um, it was, uh, the first people to really ever visit me were these four, four football players. Um, it was their freshman year. Um, their names were Parker Hesse. He's in the NFL. Um, Brandon mm -hmm. Snyder, uh, Jake Gervais. He's in the NFL mm -hmm. too. And then Sam Brinks. Those were the first four guys I ever met in the hospital for the football team. And they came up and, yep, they talked to me. Um, they were really cool. And I actually stayed in touch with them all four years. They went through, uh, you know, the football program. Um, Parker Hesse stayed there all four years. Brent Snyder left. I think Jake Gervais and Sam Brinks, I think, stayed there four years too. Um, and I'm, I'm closest to Parker Hesse and probably Brent Snyder. And I still I still talk to Jake Gervais too. Um, he actually went – I think he went to – he went to, I think, Assumption down here in uh, the Quad Cities. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I got to know them and meet them. And I, I still keep in touch. I still talk to them occasionally. And they're really cool dudes. They came up and visited me multiple times. Um, when I was still newer there, they came up when I was going through uh, chemo. They were up there for my uh, surgeries sometimes, too. Some of my surgeries, they were up there after. And they were just a really cool group of guys. And then um, also I met Aaron White. Um one okay. of Iowa's greatest basketball players. He was really cool. Sure. He's a really quiet guy, but he's still cool. Um, so, you know, there's there's a lot of people I got to meet up there. 
Aaron White's all tatted up now. Have you seen pictures? Of him <laughs> I know it's 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 funny. It doesn't even it look like the same guy. It's wow. like wow, man, he came back to read. Iowa on the Fourth yeah. of July and he's just got a whole sleeve. <laughs> and you meet him in person, he's a really quiet guy too. So that's funny that he's all tatted up like that. No, have you been? He, go ahead, Jerry. Uh, have you been down to see the Titans yet? Isn't that where Parker Hesse still is? Yeah, but I'm gonna see him now. But yeah, I hear you. He was on the practice squad the last I saw. Yeah. Okay. Tell him to hook a guy yeah. up with some tickets. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that yeah, far yeah. from Nashville to the Quad Cities. Yeah, it's not that make far. that trip. <laughs> yeah, because he's on the Titans, and then Jake Chase is on the on the. Yeah, he is on the Rams. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Okay. That's right. I want to know about this Amazon wish list deal that you did around your birthday. Um, walk us through that a little bit. I don't want to give any of it away because I know you can tell it a lot better than me. Yeah. So, yeah, so my birthday was coming up, and we had scans the same day as my birthday. Um, That's when I was doing routinely, like, three-month scans to make sure the cancer had to come back and stuff like that. So the the day of my appointment was fell on my birthday. So we – I I mean, I got – I mean, I went through horrible things, but I, I definitely got my fair share of being spoiled. Um, that year, I was doing chemo. I got a lot of stuff, a lot of donations. So I was kind of just at a point where I was like, I, I didn't really need anything. I didn't really want anything. Had everything I needed and wanted. So I just kind of came up with this idea of, hey, let's. Uh, we're going up to the hospital. Let's just for my birthday. We had a pretty good falling on Power for Parker, so we were kind of just like, let's just ask for some donations and we'll take them up to the kids up there. Cause I know while I was up there, um, it gets, you know, it gets boring. So anything to just put a smile on a kid's face or entertain them for, even if it's just a few seconds, you know, stuff like that. <laughs> so yeah, we, uh, we got on the Facebook page, we asked for donations. Um, and we had a great turnout. Um, a lot of people donated and it was amazing. And then, yep. Uh, the scan day came my birthday. We took them up there. We, Gave it to the hospital, and actually a few basketball players came up with us to help pan them out. Cool, nice. Um, yeah, so those I can't remember who specifically. I know pretty sure Jordan Buchanan was up there. Um, Tyler Cook, who's in the NBA now, he was up there. A few other ones. Like I said, I have a horrible memory; it makes me feel bad. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so yeah, they went up there and helped us hand it out. It was just a really cool day. That is cool. Doesn't sound like a bad memory. It sounds like you got way too many friends that you can't keep track of everybody. Yeah. So, I know. That's awesome. It makes me feel bad though, because you know. Oh, but no, don't worry about it at all. Um, real quick, you know, one of the things I think too was uh, tell us about Tori Vogel, and um, you know, and the things that um, what you you know her the cause that her parents have now. But kind of tell about your background with Tori and and, and that story. Yeah. So um, she's she's from the Quad Cities too. And she had the exact same cancer I had, um, Ewing sarcoma. And she was diagnosed a little bit before me. So she had been going up to the hospital already for quite a while. And I got diagnosed. And, I mean, we were the same age. So um, her, our parents started talking. And, you know, they're going through similar situations that not a lot of people are going through. So just someone to talk to. And they so they started talking. They became really good friends. And so um, – First time I met her was at my benefit. We had a benefit for me, to, you know, just to raise some funds to help us with medical expenses and, you know, have a good time. And so that's the first time I met her was at my benefit. And then the second time I met her uh, was in the hospital. Um, we were both up there the same day for treatment. 
except uh she was up there for worse stuff than me she actually ended up passing away like not too long after i met her for the second time <laughs> um so she she had ewing sarcoma but it destroyed her immune system so much that she actually developed leukemia on top of that so while fighting ewing sarcoma she got leukemia and passed away not too long after so that was hard. I mean, watching her go through that was horrible. Watching her mom go through that was horrible. But her, we all stay in touch. Um, her mom and my mom are like best friends now. Um, I still see her a lot. Um, they throw a benefit for her every, they try to throw one every year for her. So they get art supplies because Tori was big into art. And they try to take that up to the ho our supplies up to the hospital every year. So they do a benefit for that. And we help them with the benefit every year. So we've stayed in touch with them. But that's just another one of those experiences where it's just hard. Is there a, a site for Tori's benefit? Is there uh, for these art supplies? Is there somewhere that um, people can go and ask about that or look it up? Yeah, I, I think their Facebook page is. Uh, is that Tori's Tori, Art of Hope? Yep, Tori's Art of Hope. Yep. Okay. Right. And if there's ever anything to uh, going forward, uh, Parker, that, you know, Jerry and I can do to help you out with, you know, raising money on anything, you you know, with camp for cancer research or anything, you let yeah. us know and we're going to, we'll, we'll bend over backwards. We're more than happy to help out and well, do I appreciate you know, that, guys. Yes. anything we can. We'd, we'd love to have you back on to talk about whatever you're raising money for and raise yeah. awareness for it and do everything yeah. we can. What yeah, is, we, uh, oh, go ahead. Oh, we, we've wanted to do like another toy drive, um, stuff like that, but with COVID just ruining everything, it's been yeah. really hard. Christmas yeah. time. Let's do it. Man. <laughs> yeah, I'm down. All yeah. right. I'm down too. Let's do it. Right. So, so, you know, what, what other uh, areas do you have going, Parker? I know, you know, I found the powerforparker.com website, which is where your mom blogged and there's some amazing, yeah. it's just, that's where we came across a lot of your background. It's yeah. just, your mom did an amazing job of telling yeah. your story. So, I know. um, what other what other causes are you directly involved in right now? Um, so another big one, the biggest one, I'm probably in, and um, they're called FAM, um, Fighting All Monsters. They're a childhood cancer organization. Um, they just they help kids. Actually, they're more than just cancer. They help just kids in general that are going through a lot, and they're they're really good. The guy who runs it's a really cool guy. Um, he goes above and beyond for everything. His name's Milk Tyson. He's got a really interesting backstory, um, but yeah, so that's one of the bigger ones I'm in with. Um, actually, just recently, last year, um, this time last year, I flew down to Florida to meet some of those kids that are in that group too. <laughs> so yeah, that's it's just FAM fam. Okay. Yeah, okay. they really. I like them. They're really all right, cool. All right, Parker, I need you to focus here. We're gonna get real serious. Okay. You're you're walking into the gym. You're getting into your mindset. You're getting ready to get a really intense workout in. Okay. You're focused. What are the top three songs on your workout playlist that are going to take that workout to the next level? All right. Number one, Back in Black. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love Black in Black. I always, whenever we go up to Iowa City for a game, right? As soon as we hit Iowa City, you blast that full volume. Oh, yeah. I love that. Um, here, let me pull my playlist. Oh, you got me stumped. Let's do it. Let's Very see cool it. My, I'm a big rock guy, so it's going to be okay. Awesome. Jerry listens to Spice Girls when he walks on the treadmill. So I told him that, you know, we need to get him some different ideas because, yeah, tell me what you want, what you really, really want. He's not going to really put a, put a pep in his step. Um, Freebird, no. Leonard Skinner. I love Freebird. All right. Um, Stairway to Heaven is another good one. I love that one. 
I mean, anything, anything rock, anything rock. Adam, play it. Adam, I've told you we live in Nebraska. The Spice Girls was the guy next to me because they were still living in the 90s. That was not me. So come oh, on. Let's... Oh, okay. okay. Anyway, okay. geez, I've told you a hundred times, but you still want to blame me for that one. So. I like your uh, backhanded jab at Nebraska with the 90s there. That was nice. <laughs> <laughs> so, Parker, you know, kind of talking about, you mentioned the Florida trip. You know, you've had a couple of some other cool experiences. You've been to a Super Bowl, it looks like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and uh, – you met Bill Murray. I saw a photo of that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, what What else is there? I mean, you've had some experiences uh, that, yeah. I don't know, any other ones that we don't know about? Or? I need to I, know about Bill Murray because I'm Murray. fascinated by him. Yeah, so, I mean, it's like I said, I, I, I got spoiled a lot, too. Um, so, uh, the John Deere Classic, uh, the golf outing, the PGA golf outing that's held uh, in the Quad Cities every year um, was coming up. And Bill Murray, you know, he's a huge golf guy. And he occasionally comes to the John Deere Classic. So, <clears throat> sorry, excuse me. So, uh, this guy that um, runs this other charity organization down here um, that I was a part of, he he got in touch with someone that like knew Bill Murray and that knew Bill Murray was coming down. And he got really persistent about, hey, I got a kid that loves Bill Murray, wants to beat Mil Mur meet Bill Murray. So, we go to this clubhouse and I'm under the pressure that we're just there to, like, uh, you know, do some stuff. Um, I had no idea I was going to meet Bill Murray. So I was kind of just sitting in the chair with my mom, and we kind of just sat there for a little bit. And then all of a sudden, here walks out Bill Murray. <laughs> and I was just like, what is happening? That's Bill Murray. And so he sat down, and he talked with us. Um, there's pictures of that, too. But he's a really funny guy. And I, I was starstruck. I barely said anything. I was just amazed the whole time. I wish I could go back and do it again and ask him more stuff. I was just so starstruck that <laughs> I didn't he's know what such to a, do. He's such a cool guy. Like the, one of the favorite stories I heard about him is he doesn't even have a cell phone. He just has like this old fashioned answering service where people want to get a hold of him. They call this answering service and they leave a message and then he calls and checks it every three days. And <laughs> so like if someone wants to pitch him a movie idea, they got to do it through this answering service and, it was, it's just, he's such a different guy, but it's so great. He's a, he's a really, so one of the things he asked me if I've ever had a transfusion, um, and that's an alcoholic drink. And I was 14 <laughs> at the time. And I thought he, I thought he meant blood transfusion. That's what I thought you were saying. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, Oh, blood transfusion. Yeah. I've had plenty of those. You know, and he's like, oh, don't get on this high chair with me. <laughs> and he said, oh, he's like, I'm talking about the alcoholic drink. And then he's, yeah, he's like, go get me one. And he is yelling all this stuff. And he's such a, he's just a really funny dude. <laughs> That's awesome. So Parker, take us, what's Parker Crest up to these days? And what, what's your plans for the future? I mean, what, uh, you know what, you've, uh, you've inspired us this far. Tell us what you're planning moving forward. Yeah, so I'm currently I'm I'm just working full time right now. Um, just kind of laying low. I'm looking to go to college this fall. Uh, but ultimately, really, my goal in life is uh my main goal is to own a gym one day. That's what I want to do. So right. I'm kind of just going through the steps of doing what I can to you know get money so in the future that I can start that doing that. Well, we just want to let you know that if you need any models for your before pictures, or when you, gym, or you give us a call. <laughs> I'll be sure to do that. <laughs> uh, thanks, man. I appreciate it. No. 
Parker, this has been a real pleasure, man. We've just really enjoyed talking to you. You, like I said, like Adam said, I've been excited about this. You've been an inspiration to follow on on social media, and I mean, I just, you know, you just, you're an incredible young man. And uh, I don't know, as a as a parent of kids that are about the same age as you, I'm just, uh, you just, you amaze me. So thank you. It's been a, thank it's you. been a pleasure having you on. Yeah, Absolutely. thanks for having me on. I've had a good time. Yeah, not, yeah, nothing but the best in the future. Keep in touch with us and let us know how things are going. And I'm serious about that that toy drive over Christmas. See if there's yep. anything we can do to help, we're we're all in. Yeah, and, so yeah, I'll let you guys you, know. We'll do that. And and there's always an open invitation. If you ever see our future episodes and you think these guys don't know what they're talking about, <laughs> you you can come on and, and set us straight. You're welcome anytime. Uh, yeah, I mean, if anything happens in my life, I'll give you guys an update. Uh, do that. I mean, We'd love to. Yep. We do All that. Right. All right. Awesome, we, Parker. We always yes. end with the Go Hawks, Adam. Yeah, yeah Go Hawks, Parker. Go Hawks, baby. Go Let's Hawks. go. Woo! <laughs>